has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Listening to music helps control pain in medical settings like the ICU and in chronic conditions like low back pain, fibromyalgia, and cancer. We even have scientific studies dating back to the 1960s that highlight music's ability to suppress pain. It affects us emotionally and physiologically, relaxes and comforts us. Our guest today is Tim Janis, a composer, producer, and performer. His music is played in operating rooms, delivery rooms, and palliative care settings across the country. In fact, oncology patients are using his number one billboard charting CD called Music of Hope during their illness. It's no wonder then that Tim has been called a doctor of melodic medicine. We'll talk to Tim about the inspiration for his work and the impact of his music on patients, wounded warriors, and veterans. Now and throughout the show, you'll have a chance to hear Tim's music. We'll also have the opportunity to hear from Tanya Gwynn, She'll share with us how the transcendent elements of Tim's music soothed, relaxed, and comforted her mom at the end of life. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, Atlantis Health Group, The Pain Community, and Depot Med Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Tim Janis has worked with some of the most talented artists in music and entertainment. People like Sarah McLaughlin, Billy Joel, George Clooney, and Jane Seymour. He sold millions of albums, has five national public television specials, and two number one billboard charting CDs. Tim's not only focused on creating music that heals, but advances the cause of peace globally. Tim, welcome to Aches and Gains. Hello, it's great to be here. (laughs) And right now you're listening to a piece of Tim's music called Sight of My Homeland. You're certainly prolific in your accomplishments and your dedication to promoting peace and healing on a global scale. Uh, Tell us what we have to look forward to next. I've been working a lot with Autism and Kate Winslet's Golden Hat Foundation. Mm -hmm. Their mission is to help those families and those living with autism and showing their capabilities. And their dream one day is to build a campus where those living with autism can go and play a role in society. So right now I'm actually working on a film that will help fundraise towards that mission 
So that's one of my big projects. So obviously the film component is creative. It yeah. takes a lot of um, my energy, both writing music and mm-hmm. being creative. And then the uh, project in itself will then be a fundraiser for Kate Winslet's Foundation. That sounds fantastic. Uh, Tim, you've worked with talented artists in both music and entertainment. People like Billy Joel, Ray Charles, and, and George Clooney. Who's next? One of my projects, now I'm working with Dick Van Dyke. He had mentioned how laughter was important for healing. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how it resonates with pain, but it is another emotion. I think of times when laughing has helped. I think there is something released in the brain that if if we could wake up every day and laugh and be in touch with our emotions and and open those doors of of happiness and warmth, I I think that on a whole, we'd be ready to fight off pain and, you know, other things that afflict our bodies. Sure. I mean, I think that having an uplifting attitude with positivity and encouragement and the belief that you can get better is critical to reducing pain. How would you describe your music style, Tim? Well, I I like to describe it as sort of in the classical period, you had the romantic music. If you think of songs like Claire de Lune with Debussy or Rachmaninoff theme from Paganini, they use that in somewhere in time, you know, da-da-da-da-da. It's all acoustic and it's very thematic. That period is also close to the film music, you know, Mm -hmm. that's really thematic. So it it usually gets to the point quickly. It has a lot of energy in it. It has that healing component. There's a sort of constant supply of positive energy running in the music. Music obviously speaks in a lot of different ways, but in this sense, it's a sort of a peaceful encouragement. Sure. I mean, I, I do hear that when I listen to your music. Let me go back for a second. How did you begin your career in music? Yeah, well, very not planned at all. I was actually in a military high school in my junior year. I just really wanted to do music. And back in those days, I got a recording device, which was a four-track tape recorder, and started. And I I was doing some vocal music. But when I finally got out of school, I, along with my brother, put out a CD called Along the Shore of Acadia, which was my first instrumental CD and sold so successfully that I said, well, I can make a living doing this. So I was performing in malls and places, and I, then I went from one performance, so I had 10 groups going out every week, wow. and myself going out forever, 10 <laughs> years of digging probably, just sort of happened. Well, and you even lived in your car for a month in the early 1990s while working as a dishwasher in order to hire musicians to perform your music. Yeah, that's a tricky thing, because one night I was at a rest stop, and I, I thought, well, this is it, you know, staying at a rest stop's the best place, because... Obviously, the other people in their cars. I think on the fourth night, the police woke me up, and they were like, we've seen you here every night, and um, you know, what's your story? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't remember what I said, but I didn't know I would make it as a musician or right. whatever. But you just you can see and from that that my energy was really focused on the music, and that's what landed me in that place. Well, it seems pretty grueling, but it transformed you into a successful performer who's conducted in, in Carnegie Hall and the Lincoln Center in New York City. And Tim, did you study composing? Usually I tell people piano is my instrument, but composing is my main instrument, and I spent much more time writing. Mm -hmm. I would literally have people bringing food in, and I would leave and just write, write, write. Wow. Where do you get your inspiration to create a particular theme or a melody? I always say as a composer, we're sort of like interior decorators. (laughs) I mean, I didn't create music. I just like it a certain way. So I'm obviously inspired by a lot of different musicians, a lot of the film composers, and as I mentioned, Debussy and Rachmaninoff, different instruments inspire me, like flute, penny whistle, violin, Mm -hmm. um, different styles, folk. Then I, you know, I thank God from the gift, um, because there's a certain gift you have, I believe, and and then nature inspires me, the beauty that's here in Maine and and other places that I travel around the country. I 
the songs I write, I try to almost say they're like a sunset, like a beautiful sunset that you've put into sound. Uh, you know, one place my music is played is in the hospitals on telehealth tiger systems. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this square box room, you put the music on and suddenly it's like you're feeling a sunset through the music. Absolutely. I mean, you're transported. And, and I wondered because uh, I think you live in Maine and and the coastal surroundings could serve as inspiration for your music. And in fact, I feel that your music makes me feel like I'm on top of uh, rolling waves at times or in a large open field on a warm sunny day. You know, I think music that we like and that moves us creates emotions in us that transport us. And I feel like that's why music so essential that a lot of times it lifts us out from where we are and brings us to a different place because we're so driven by our emotions. We are driven by them, and emotions influence how we perceive pain. Don't go away. When we come back, we'll talk to Tim about how playing music makes him feel. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www.millenniumlabs.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare, connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. You're listening to Rushing Wings of Dawn from Tim's CD called Music of Hope. Tim, you play the piano in your pieces, and I'm wondering how playing the piano and making music makes you feel. I feel really connected to it. I feel like it's something I need to do. Mm -hmm. I feel emotions, and I feel like it releases when I play on the piano. Yeah. When my inspiration comes, sometimes it's just purely in my head without, you know, piano or anything. But I can also play and feel the emotions into the music, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's something very part of me. Yeah. I've read many testimonials about the impact of your music in the medical field. In fact, you're considered by some a doctor of melodic medicine. Have you used your music to heal your own pain in any way, physical or emotional? Well, I have a funny story. I um, I'd had a cut, and um, I went to Greenwich Hospital, and it turned out I had um, cellulitis on my leg. Mm-hmm. And they checked me right in. On their system in the Greenwich Hospital is telehealth tiger system. And there was my video and music, which is in probably over 100 hospitals across the country. So, you know, as it as each night went on and, you know, maybe my neighbor was getting treated or whatever, you just put the headphones on and the music, and um, it was your only way to get escape yeah. and have peace and not be inside the, the room, but in a, you know, beautiful music landscape. Right, exactly. And Tim, how do you feel music works to reduce pain? I think you're trying to take your mind away from the ailment and we focus it on something beautiful and peaceful. Right. I mean, it's like if you're, 
working on a, exercising or something and you put music on to motivate you to move and that's how your mind talks to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be exercising and really, really tired, but the music keeps you going. Right. And I think it's the same with healing. It's, but the music gets, keeps you going and until the body can catch up. Yes, it's the mind-body interface. Your music has been used for cancer patients and for patients having surgery and after surgery as well. And in fact, there have been studies that have shown that listening to music for 30 minutes reduced pain levels in cancer patients. And and other studies have demonstrated the pain-alleviating effects of music in the post-operative period. Do you have a particular story that, that you can share with us on the transformative effects of your music on a patient? I was out with the USO PSA, which is in Puget Sound area, and I did a performance there for the Wounded Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I had performed in other places on the bases, but when I did that performance, it was amazing how much you could feel the appreciation, you could feel the music really touching them and something almost tangibly needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just such an indication of the, the emails and letters I get about how it's interface with people in the healing process. Well, I mean, that must have been very gratifying for you. And Tim, uh, you know, I I read a study on music intervention among Turkish patients with neuropathic pain who used the music structure of the D minor scale because of its soft sounds and relaxing melody. What's your method? My songs are fairly short, three to four minutes, and they're usually like you're going to know the melody in about 15 to 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like a melody to me is like, it's like a poem, or it's a few words that say a lot. Right. And I think with the melody, it's the same way. So rather than tone or, or key, I think it's the melodies that unlock the emotion, and, and I think it's the melodies that you have the, the energy and then, and then how you build them. Absolutely. And here's Wind Song which is a great example of what Tim is talking about in terms of building a melody and creating a positive emotion. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but please join us next time when we continue to talk to Tim about the positive effects of his music on the health of patients. Tim, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you, Dr. Paul, for having me. Appreciate it. Please stay tuned, because up next is Tanya Gwen, who will share with us how Tim's music soothed, relaxed, and comforted her mom at the end of life. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. Purdue Pharma making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. Tanya Gwynn is a full-time counselor in North Carolina and works part-time in private practice as a mental health therapist. Her mother spent two months in the ICU at the end of her life, but was transformed by the therapeutic effects of Tim Janice's music. Tanya said she cannot fully put into words the way Tim Janice's music and videos really helped her mother's pain and suffering while in the hospital. 
she also said that the respite this provided her as a caregiver to her mother was immeasurable. Tanya, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Tell us how you were introduced to Tim's music. Oh, well, um, about a year ago, my mother was in the hospital for eight weeks, and she was intubated three times, so she couldn't speak, but she could hear and see. Mm -hmm. And the hospital offered uh, Tim Janis's music 24-7 by way of music videos. Right. And it comforted her quite a bit because she couldn't speak. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, intubated, by the way, means that we place a breathing tube into the trachea when patients are unable to breathe by themselves. Yes. Uh, Tanya, what was happening to your mom at that time? I mean, why did she need to be in the ICU? She entered because of pneumonia and COPD. Mm-hmm. She actually fell out of the bed on her head, oh. and so she was taken to ICU. Yeah. Um, she passed away eight weeks later. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Tanya, you mentioned that she was in pain. Will you share more about that? Well, mainly when they had to, you know, stick her with, you know, IVs yeah. and change those things out. And and she was in there for so long, she mm-hmm. ended up, you know, having some skin problems. So she was constantly in pain with that Wow. being in the bed for so long. Yeah. Did she suffer from any other type of pain? Uh, I think it was mainly emotional and mental pain just from, you know, being independent. And, you know, she was dancing, you know, at the Ukrainian celebration uh, just a few weeks before that. And so she was very active. She went to the senior center every day. So I think mentally and emotionally, it was just very painful for her to have to stay in bed constantly. From there, it just seems like once, you know, she was in ICU, it just went downhill from there because she became resistant to the antibiotics mm-hmm. that they were giving her. She fought so hard to get better. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Uh, did she have any surgeries? She did. She had to have a feeding tube put in. And did she use Tim's music during the surgery? I don't think in the surgery, but of course, recovery. Yeah. I made sure that we had it on mm-hmm. as much as possible, and it really helped. That's great. Now, she used a music video, I think, in the ICU as opposed to just listening to Tim's music uh, with earphones, right? Yes. As a caregiver in there for eight weeks, it helped us both Mm -hmm. just have have the music on and be able to watch it 24-7, which was nice because you lose track of time. Yeah, you you really do. Uh, Tanya, what kind of an influence specifically did Tim's music have on your mom? Uh, Well, after she finally got the tube out, she said it was very beautiful, that it did help her with taking her out of the hospital mentally uh-huh. and emotionally yeah. because sometimes while we were watching it, we would forget where we were, mm-hmm. you know, and then reality would set in if a nurse came in, but <laughs> right. it was that mesmerizing so that it would just help you feel like you were in a better place. Now, you have a very powerful and really eye-opening story of how you knew that Tim's music reduced your mom's pain. Will you share that with us? My mom ended up having, for some reason, I we had an HMO. Her, it took over her Medicare, mm-hmm. and it basically when the HMO quit paying the hospital, they cut it off. Oh. They cut off the the beautiful videos that we were, you know, really appreciating, and the difference was dramatic. What was that dramatic difference? She was able to deal with the pain before yeah. when she had the music and the videos as, as opposed to when she did not. Mm-hmm. She was in there probably for one more week without it at all. And when I asked about it, they just said it wasn't working. But I know other patients had it. 
I'm sorry that happened to her. And Tanya, what was that dramatic difference? She needed less pain medicine. She complained a whole lot less when she was able to talk. Yeah. Um, so she started complaining more well. and just moaning more and more, more needy. And to the point that it even made some of the nurses impatient with her. Yeah. But when she was able to have the the break from all of that pain and suffering, um, she was a lot more pleasant for even the staff to to deal with. Right. And, well, you know, and was she uh, more interactive as a result of listening to Tim's music? Yes. She would smile at me. She would give me signals that she really liked what she was hearing, mm-hmm. seeing, and. She was a lot more alert. When she was in so much pain before or even after that, she would close her eyes and she would squint and she would moan and groan and, you know, she didn't have the same mood at all. Yeah, no, so it seems like you really did notice a difference then. You know, there was a study uh, on fibromyalgia patients that found that uh, listening to music reduced pain by affecting cognitive and emotional mechanisms. And importantly, this effect led to greater functional mobility. Research also shows that music can reduce heart rate and respiratory rate in patients who are like your mom in the ICU and on mechanical ventilation, suggesting that it it really does produce relaxation. Did you notice uh, whether this beneficial effect on her heart rate and respiratory rate occurred while she was in the ICU? If I knew what I knew now at that time, I definitely would have paid attention to that because I was looking at her monitors constantly. Yeah. When she had the BiPAP on, the the mask, she would be a lot more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. if that's all she could hear constantly was this air moving in and out, trying to help her breathe. Right. And she would try to pull the mask off and, you know, the the nurses would get upset with her, you know, and I slept in the room. So there were times when I would um, stay up with her and try to keep her hands away from pulling off the mask. And, you know, she had to be tied down at times Mm -hmm. and... When she had the music and the videos, we didn't have any of that. She would leave the mask alone. Yeah, I remember that now. I mean, it seems pretty amazing. I mean, the the transformative effects of that music were really amazing. Do you feel that the music was healing? And if so, how? It was very healing. And, And I have to tell you, it was healing for me. So much so that I looked up when Tim Janice's next concert would be and found out that he was going to have a little a concert a benefit concert in Maine and I was going up to visit my my daughter there and I got to go and thank him in person about how much it helped my mom and how much it helped me to get through a difficult time of suffering you know that must have been a great opportunity for you it was amazing and now when I hear her his music it reminds me of of the closeness um to my mom and it just brings tears yeah it would me too Tanya, how was the music healing? In what way? Healing was mainly mentally and emotionally. And I, you know, since I'm in private practice in therapy and I recommend his music to my clients, it's, it's something that you have to experience yourself when you're going through any kind of emotional pain or mm-hmm. mental anguish. It, it's something that really, I don't know, when you hear the penny whistle and you hear all the blends of, of the instruments together, mm-hmm. it, it's just soothing. It's very soothing. Very. And I'm going to recommend it to my principal for my uh, school here to listen to in the morning. Mm-hmm. We listen to classical because it's studies have shown that it helps 
teenagers be more calm. And certainly that helps with patients in pain as well. Uh, Tanya, we're out of time, but I want to thank you very much for sharing the very personal aspects of your mom's story with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. And please join us next time when we delve more into the therapeutic effects of Tim Janice's music. You're listening to Tim Janice's Music of Hope. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Games. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.